The neighbouring house was a silent shadow, looming in the darkness beyond the tunnel of light where she walked. The air was dry and cold, and her breath left her lips in whiffs of white vapour dissolving in the night. The sky was a black infinity without stars or moon. She felt as if she had dropped through a tunnel into a world of absolute silence. That night she lay in a bed where her body was an unfamiliar shape, in this house that didn't know her yet. In the silent darkness, it was as if she were nowhere. She felt light as air. Next morning, the sun was barely able to penetrate a white sky. She opened the window to a light wind and the possibility of more snow in the air. She stood looking out, pulling her red bathrobe tight over her chest. She thought about her journey, but refused to let her mind follow the road back to the starting point. Instead, she thought about the many journeys before, unpacking in unfamiliar places, making a home wherever a certain journey ended, with her father the only constant. She knew that this journey was different. All her life she had travelled in his company, her hand in her father's, on their way towards a new overseas posting. Since her mother left, it had always been the two of them. And somehow, even the most exotic place had become just another stop on their journey together. But the father she had visited in Tokyo in December now had his own life, separate from hers. There were no longer fellow travellers. This journey was a solitary one. A flight. An escape. A journey without a goal. Her life felt as uncertain as the light, poised in a white nothingness. She closed the window but remained standing, looking out. She could see beyond the river and the village into the blue distance of forests and mountains. The landscape before her seemed ancient, rounded mountains polished by ice and wind, slow-moving rivers and still lakes. It was land that provided sparingly, and only after hard toil. She turned and looked across the field. What had been in shadow the evening before was now starkly exposed in the bleak morning light. The other house was larger than it had seemed, a generous two-storey wooden building that might once have been painted yellow, but was now fading into indistinct pale grey, blending in with the colours of the sky and the snow. The windows were empty black squares. Still no signs of life. There was firewood in a basket by the stove, thoughtfully prepared with fine dry sticks on top and larger pieces underneath. She decided to make a fire, and she also turned on the electric cooker to heat water for a coffee. She sat at the table with a mug between her hands while the fire slowly began to crackle. She had arrived without a time frame, and had brought only a few bags with her personal belongings, books and CDs. The decision had been sudden, leaving little time for preparation. In fact, it hadn't been so much a decision as a series of almost unconscious swift actions. She felt she had no plans, no thoughts, yet at some level her mind and her body had taken action and catapulted her into this pool of stillness. By the second day, the house still kept its distance. 
there were signs of recent renovation, new wallpaper, new bathroom fittings and tiles. New cupboards in the kitchen, smart and practical but a little out of place. It was a modest, unassuming house with an abandoned quality about it. Minimally furnished, with a table and six chairs in the kitchen, two small sofas and a coffee table in the sitting room, and two beds in the upstairs bedroom. The wooden floors were crisscrossed by strips of hand loomed rag rugs, and the windows had no curtains, just plain white blinds. She hadn't bothered to have the telephone connected, but she had brought her mobile. She kept it turned off in the drawer of the bedside table. She was an orphan tenant in an orphan house. Her life slowly found its own organic rhythm. After a week, she had established her morning routine. She got up early, had coffee at the kitchen table.